you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on The Front. I'm Kristen Amiot. It's Thursday, June 15. The government's privacy watchdog has itself fallen victim to a cyber attack and it's yet to notify anyone who's been affected by the breach. The Office of the Australian Information Commissioner is believed to have been hacked by a Russian criminal ransomware gang and it's possible sensitive data has been jeopardised. Former Liberal staffer Brittany Higgins said decades of economic loss and the effective end of her political career were her primary reasons for claiming millions of dollars in compensation from the government, following her alleged rape by a colleague. Attorney-General Mark Dreyfus has refused to answer questions about the payout, which was made without consultation of senior Liberal MPs. As many as one in five public beds in Victorian aged care facilities are reportedly being forced to close due to nurse-to-patient ratios. In today's episode, what it means for the government's promised 24-7 nursing mandate due to come into effect in a matter of weeks. Under a Labor government, every aged care facility will be required to have a registered qualified nurse on site, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's the voice of Prime Minister Anthony Albanese. He was the leader of the opposition when that federal budget reply speech was delivered in 2022. The promise to install nurses in nursing homes across Australia 24 hours a day, seven days a week became a key part of Labor's campaign in the lead up to last year's election. And it clearly resonated. A royal inquiry into aged care quality and safety was fresh in the minds of Australians who'd seen the sector buckle in front of them. What the inquiry found was confronting, but hardly surprising. It said the system was failing some of our nation's most vulnerable citizens in myriad ways, and nothing short of a complete overhaul would bring it up to standard. Here's former Prime Minister Scott Morrison on the day the inquiry's findings were handed down. We called that Royal Commission and I warned the country we should brace for impact and be prepared for what would follow. And it has been a harrowing process. It's the inquiry we needed to have. It's well considered, it's honest, it's positive. The inquiry's commissioners made 148 recommendations that if implemented would fundamentally transform aged care. Chief among them was the need to transition to a rights-based model that would provide care based on the needs and preferences of older people. It was recommended that regulation and governance of the sector be beefed up to ensure the quality of care couldn't slip so easily. And the final report also called for improved conditions and wages for aged care workers. The government came good on that last recommendation last month. The Prime Minister has said it many times, the heroes of the pandemic deserve more than our thanks. They deserve fair pay for their vital work. I'm proud that our budget provides $11.3 billion to fund a 15% increase in award wages for more than 250,000 aged care workers. This pay rise will help retain, reward and recruit the hardworking people who care for our loved ones as they grow old. And the message from our government to the aged care workers of Australia is very simple. You deserve every cent. 
Related to that was a recommendation that aged care providers ensure staff spent a minimum of 200 minutes with an average patient on a daily basis. The idea was that 40 of those 200 minutes would be spent with a registered nurse to ensure residents' needs were being met. But here's the thing. Nowhere in those 148 recommendations did a 24-7 nursing mandate appear. Still, Labor, having won the 2022 federal election, forged ahead with the promise it made on the campaign trail. It passed the legislation in October. The mandate is due to come into effect next month. But a situation unfolding in Victoria has sparked concerns that nurse-to-patient ratios designed to improve the quality of care given to older people could actually have the opposite effect. So nurse-to-patient ratio legislation was introduced in 2015 under the Safe Patient Care Act, effectively requiring a minimum number of nurses to care for patients. Jess Malcolm is a reporter with The Australian. In aged care facilities in Victoria that are publicly owned, there must be at least one registered nurse per seven residents in the morning, one nurse per eight residents in the afternoon, and one nurse per 15 at night. The problem is that Victoria doesn't have enough nurses available to meet the requirement. The state's Department of Health and Aged Care has projected a shortfall of more than 8,000 nurses in residential aged care facilities between this year and next. And that means public beds across the state are being forced to close at a rapid rate. So industry figures actually show that there are currently 1,200 empty beds out of about 5,300, with workforce shortages preventing providers from accepting new residents. And one significant and concerning flow-on effect from this issue is that aged care closures across the state are actually forcing elderly people into hospitals for non-acute conditions, which is clogging up the healthcare system and leading to shortages in acute beds designed for elective surgeries. Victoria is already struggling with a model that's about to be rolled out across the nation. So what does that mean for the future of one of Labor's key election promises? We'll have more on that after this short break. Access a world of true crime podcasts on CrimeX Plus, where award-winning journalists take a deep dive into unsolved cases. Every week, we're waking up to a dead woman, a dead mother, sister, auntie, grandmother. It's not good enough. From the team that brought you The Teacher's Pet, Shadow of Doubt and Dying Rose, unlock early, ad-free and bonus content from brand new series and flagship shows such as I Catch Killers with Gary Jubilin. One was shot in the mouth and I thought he was dead. Another one had been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for CrimeX Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime. When the Andrews government moved to introduce nurse-to-patient ratios in residential aged care facilities in 2015, it had the backing of the Australian Nursing and Midwifery Association. At the time, the union said these types of ratios, a nurse for every seven patients in the morning, eight in the afternoon and 15 at night, meant workloads were more evenly distributed. And when the workload is eased, the care patients receive is of a higher quality. But it appears to be a different story now that the nurse-to-patient ratios have been enforced. The aged care sector was already struggling to attract skilled workers, and some say the mandate is only making things worse. Here's Jess Malcolm again. 
A confidential briefing from the Victorian Healthcare Association to its members has warned that these rigid workforce rules are actually further exacerbating critical nursing workforce shortages. The Victorian Healthcare Association has been vocal about the fact that the nursing ratios weren't among the recommendations made following the Aged Care Royal Inquiry. It says elderly people are being forced into public hospital beds designated for elective surgeries because the sector doesn't have the staff to provide the necessary care. And it wants the law changed to ensure the sector can cope with the mandate in future. The Victorian Healthcare Association is sounding the alarm over these issues to their members, warning that these workforce rules were not recommended by the Royal Commission into Aged Care, and they're essentially calling for the law to be amended to enable state-owned providers to hire personal care workers to help deliver high-quality care. A spokesperson for the Victorian government told The Australian that no public beds have closed due to the ratio requirements. But however you slice it, the vacancy rates don't bode well for the government's 24-7 nursing mandate. One provider I spoke to in regional Victoria runs 69 beds and currently has about 24 people on its waiting list, unable to get a spot in its home due to these tough workforce requirements in the state. And this provider actually told me that they're facing a $500,000 debt, which is projected to grow to about $1 million by the end of the year with significant costs in rural and regional aged care facilities. There are concerns that the requirement could trigger further closures across the country and the embattled sector will face further financial stress. This issue has national significance because Victorian aged care homes are feeling the heat of these workforce requirements ahead of new national nursing rules set to take effect next month. So the VHA says that these new national laws are placing further pressure on the system at a time when it's already struggling and while aged care providers are closing their doors nationally. The Australian actually revealed last month that at least 23 aged care homes had shut down since September last year, with a number of providers citing difficulty in attracting and retaining staff to meet the government's targets. The opposition health spokeswoman Anne Rustin is actually calling for the federal government to provide more flexibility around the targets, including a greater number of exemptions for providers who are unable to meet the targets. And the federal aged care minister, Annika Wells, has said repeatedly that the aged care commission will not be punitive in its enforcement of these targets and that the federal government is really willing to work with providers to ensure that they can strive to meet the targets without having to shut down. Jess Malcolm is a reporter with The Australian. Subscribers to The Australian can access all the nation's best news, sport and politics right now at theaustralian.com.au. Hey! 
Hey, I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component oh, of that. I, I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.